Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Rob is not happy that Jerry is going through this and not happy that Jerry is having these PR issues, but Jerry could have taken care of this. And the way you take care of it is saying, we have zero tolerance, hard stop. I am sorry. We made a mistake. We did not know. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Always a delight to talk to David Sampson. And we leaned on him when uh, when the, the uh, White Sox first signed Mike Clevenger. And now uh, – the former Marlins president, the host of Nothing Personal Daily, um, he can help us figure out what to do now that the guy has been apparently uh, not punished by Major League Baseball. David, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning. Thank you. Were you surprised by that result from Major League Baseball? And, you know, obviously the conclusion isn't that he's innocent. It's that they don't have the evidence to uh, do anything about it. Yeah, the Department of Investigations is really a great department within MLB, and I absolutely believe in their conclusions. But make no misunderstanding, you are exactly correct. The conclusion is they don't have enough under the policy that's negotiated with the union to do any sort of punishment. It is not a court of law. There's no subpoena power. There's no way to actually ever know without being in a court of law what happened. So the question is, why did this conclusion, how did they come to it? And the answer is, it makes it much better for the White Sox, much better for the whole situation, which is so unfortunate to have a team sign a player when there's an active investigation. And the rules of baseball and the union, CBA, says you can't even tell the team. I'd be so angry if I were the White Sox that I didn't have this information, and I'd only be angrier if he ended up being suspended. So now I get to say, we didn't know it, we signed the player, but phew, everything's okay now. But to me, it still doesn't make it okay. So David, if you're the White Sox and you might have that response or that reaction, would you feel any sort of obligation? Would you be compelled to do your own investigation at this point? Or is that kind of uh, unnecessary and, and, and it would be a moot point anyway because there would be no Major League Baseball discipline? Why would you do it yourself? I'm just curious know how they respond to this yeah we're not equipped as teams to do our own investigation we always would leave it up to central baseball and the commissioner's office they have a whole department and people who do it and if the white Sox were going to do anything they would have done it upon learning that he's been investigated and that may have been an issue for the union it could have had a grievance 
But if you release them and pay them, there's not much of a grievance because it's all about money and service time. So for me, the White Sox made their decision. They made their bed, and now they're going to lie in it. And I think at spring training, what has to happen is you meet with the team and you say, we're moving on. And we're going to try to salvage this season. Obviously, the White Sox have not been graded well by people in the know in terms of what they've accomplished this offseason. Great concerns about whether they'll be successful. Uh, But, you know, the season starts March 30th. And that's why MLB came to this conclusion, because you don't want it hanging over a team's head if it doesn't have to be. So everything makes perfect sense. Yeah, I, I, you know, I got to tell you, I think that um, that they are they sent out a release that said effectively, we're not going to talk about this. That's the end of it. It's over. And um, and then Lucas Giolito pitched, and he was asked about it, and he he answered, oh well, you know, he's a fifth star. He's going to help us. With, you know, he's a good pitcher, or whatever. Then he then he doubled back to the reporter and said that he felt awful about his answer and that he didn't want to make it look like he didn't care about domestic abuse or or child abuse or the issues that were involved. And I think the Sox have put everyone in a little bit of a trick box here. Certainly that's a great example, Giolito, but even us talking about it, you know, they're, they're mad about anybody talking about it. What, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, you have to meet your team and you have to talk through message points because that's what the media is going to do is they're going to get reactions from teammates. And that was always frustrating to me when there'd be a player who had a bad performance and would hide in the training room or in the showers and not be available to the media. And the media would be in the clubhouse waiting and someone else would have to speak about the game or about the performance of another player. I never really liked that. I didn't think that was in good form. You know, Mike released a statement saying that the truth came out and it's been hard on me and my family and I cooperated fully and everything's fine. But at the end of the day, accusations like that, uh, is there a reason for it? Did something happen? What was the conclusion? MLB didn't release what they found because they don't have to. No one really knows the story because no one's talking about it. So then you put Lucas in a position where he can't win because he wants to support his teammate but he doesn't want to seem as though that he is not supportive of women and the, the horror of domestic violence. So giving message points is important to do for your players, and the White Sox just haven't done that yet. So by saying nothing, do they say a lot? Because I, I think typically you might have a situation where if, a, if one of a player who had been in the organization for a while, somebody who they might know a little bit more, had gone through something like this, you might hear – or you might get a statement that is a little bit different from the organization, from the highest level. The resistance or reluctance to comment on this, to me, I interpret that as that maybe they aren't, they don't want to say what people expect them to possibly say. If you asked Rick Hahn and Jerry Reinsdorf to tell you the truth, they would tell you today they wish they hadn't signed him. There's not even a question in my mind about that, but they're never going to admit that because we always hate to admit mistakes, especially when we're running a professional sports team. We want to think that we're doing everything right. That's the reason why Larusa lasted so long is why admit you made a mistake, and they finally did that uh, for this season, which is a positive for the White Sox. But it really is a tough position to be in where you know you've done something wrong and you it's too late. And the question is, what's next? And as you enter a season, you meet with the team right at the end of spring training, and we're not there yet, but we're there soon. And you say, all right, let's ignore everything that happened this offseason, and let's go at it. Starting now, we have a chance 
to change the narrative around our team. And that's what you do when you have a team that's had some clouds around it and you hope for the best. But then the game starts and then the problems start. You know, it's interesting because I think Tim Anderson yesterday said that the team is working on togetherness. And <laughs> and that might have been a reaction to Jose Abreu coming out and saying, well, we're not a, we weren't a family. You know, Abreu didn't get the contract offer that he expected and he's signed now in Houston. And it, it was surprising to hear him because he was kind of a leader of the team and one of the uh, one of the focal points and a guy that played through everything and, and, you know, a good servant to the club, but saying things like that, you know, it, we knew there were problems with the white Sox, and you didn't have to just watch them to understand that they weren't ex- very motivated. They weren't consistent in any way, unless mediocrity is consistency, but it was, you know, I guess these are the things that Pedro Grifol is going to have to concentrate on, but that, that was harsh, hearing Abreu upset with the White Sox. So I take that with a little grain of salt right. because there are many players who, when they don't get the offer they think they deserved, it's hard to change, right? For Abreu to go to the Astros, you can say, what a great move. Now he's competing for a World Series. But at the end of the day, players will always tell you they'd rather get paid the most money by the team where they currently are because it's the least upset to their routine. They're comfortable with it. And so when they leave and don't get that, Oftentimes, you will get some sort of statement like that. But Abreu is such a first-class person that when he says stuff, it's a little like E.F. Hutton, which uh, I guess that's an old reference. But people tend to listen to that more because he's so good in the clubhouse, on and off the field. And that's got to be a big concern if you're a White Sox fan because if that's going on when Jose's there, who's going to fill the void now that he's gone? So if this is the end of the Mike Clevenger episode in terms of the – allegation in the investigation does would a civil lawsuit change anything about the way it's handled or the way that we talk about it uh and and is that the expectation now because of what's involved only if there's new information so in theory the doi department of investigations would have interviewed hopefully the the woman who had made the claims interviewed mike interviewed other witnesses and tried to figure out exactly what's happening If new information comes out in a civil lawsuit that comes out under oath, then MLB would have new information to reopen the investigation and then do a uh, a different punishment. So that is always a possibility. So when they say the matter is closed, it's only closed for what they actually know. You know, we're trying to figure out what the, what the, um, the world baseball classic means. And, and, you know, I get it that they have this event, and yet I see like two Sox players go to uh, Taiwan to represent Cuba, Yohan Mankata and Luis Robert Jr., both guys that have had different injuries. It's just worrisome to see a guy leave camp, especially with something like that. We know for the Cubs that uh, Marcus Stroman is representing Puerto Rico. Uh, he seems like it, you know this won't impact him too much. But as you as you look at this, if you're sending players out to this event, how how nervous making would that be? I mean, just guys leaving camp and leaving what you're trying to do in order to uh, to get them wherever they want to be for themselves. I love the World Baseball Classic because it originally started when baseball was taken out of the Olympics, and it was meant as sort of an intermediate step until baseball was reintroduced. 
And then we were trying to copy as an industry the World Cup and the frenzy around that. And it's become this amazing tournament where players actually care and they want to win for their countries. And for me, I hated spring training and I hated the World Baseball Classic all the same because there's no difference. I'm worried about injuries. I just want to get to opening day with health because then you get the injuries during the season anyway, so you try not to have it during spring training. The problem with WBC and why we always discuss doing it during the season, potentially like during the all-star break, is that for pitchers mostly, not position players, they are getting themselves revved up to be in mid-season form in March because they're representing their country, because they care so much, which causes you to overthrow, which causes you to not be as ready as you should be, which can cause injuries. So MLB did a lot of things for that. There are pitch counts. There are, there's more off-season training, all of which is meant to curb injuries. But that would be my big concern would be for my pitchers, much more so than my hitters. David, I love the pitch clock. I think a lot of people do. I do wonder from an executive perspective, like you are used to looking at the game, does it give you another category to measure? Does it give you something else to evaluate when determining whether a pitcher might be ready for the majors or whether or not he's effective with the tick, 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 tick of the pitch clock going down? No, I think that what you're going to find is all this craziness surrounding the pitch clock and spring training with Max Scherzer playing games and box being called and all the different things. It's going to level itself out. Players are going to get used to it. And I, I can stand for 18 years from the box yelling, get on the rubber or get in the box. Like, let's go. And there's going to be no more of that. And that's really good. But I would say that MLB needs a year or two to really measure the impact. You can't look at game times of spring training games and say, wow, it's a true blue miracle, this pitch clock. It's going to take a year or two to study it to make sure the amount of time on the pitch clock is correct, the 20 and 15. There was a lot of discussion about what those numbers should be. There are not as many pitchers as you think who work slower than that. So it's going to be interesting to see where that number ends. And I don't think it will do anything but be positive for the game. All of these rule changes are going to be fantastic. I'm excited for every one of them. Yeah, I, you know, I, we were talking about it, just watching some of the spring training results and looking at that, you know, you're shaving anywhere from half an hour to more off the game, but it's really the pace of the game. It's not so much the time, it's the fact that the action is happening faster and you feel like you're, you know, you're, you're watching something that's, you're not just kind of zoning out, you're really watching the game as maybe it was supposed to be played and certainly the way it was played when we were younger. Well, that's an A-plus, right? Because we don't call it pace of game. It's called pace of action. We want more stuff going on. We want more runners in motion, more people hitting in the gaps, so it's not as many strikeouts and walks and home runs. And if, if the game times decrease from three hours and six minutes average last year, let's even say they go down to 250 or 248, that would be an unbelievable success. They're not going to go down to 230. It's never going to happen during the regular season. But if your expectation is that they end up at 245, 250, I think everyone is going to be thrilled. So another big story in Major League Baseball, David, last week MLB set up a local media department to handle some of the uncertainty surrounding the RSNs. Just wonder, it's, it's kind of getting into the weeds, but it affects how fans can 
consume the product. And people are talking about baseball. The rules changes are great, as we mentioned, but if they're not able to watch it, it doesn't matter. How concerned are you and how big of a story is this? You just talked to and mentioned the number one story in baseball, uh, even above Shohei Otani's free agency. The end of the regional sports network will be the biggest story as baseball tries to navigate how to figure out not just getting their product out to their customers, but how to figure out how to deal with the revenue disparity and payroll disparity that exists. So you have a lot of unhappy owners all over baseball in terms of where payrolls are and the difference between the Mets and, let's say, the Pirates. And the reason why you're having that disparity is not just the wealth of the owners specifically, but it is in the revenue generated by the team. So the economic reform committee that was started by baseball and by the commissioner was done to try to figure out how to stop infighting amongst owners. Because when owners are fighting, that's when strikes happen. And in order to stop infighting, you've got to appease more owners than who are happy right now. So you've got customers who want to see the games. You've got owners who want to keep that RSN revenue flowing, knowing that it's not going to flow anymore. So you've got an entire committee figuring out and new hires figuring out what to do. It's the biggest story of the year. I, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, you look at the payroll discrepancy, it's it's absurd. And I don't know that the Mets are ever going to stop. I don't know you can tell – uh, Steve Cohen, you can't spend any more money. It, I don't. I know they don't want to. The players' association would never go along with any kind of a, a, a salary cap, but that's seemingly what's needed here. Well, what you're going to find is that with a salary cap comes a salary floor, yeah. and owners have as big a problem with the floor as the union does with the cap. Because how do you fund a floor for a team that literally financially can't get to that floor? You've got to find a way to get money to that team that comes through more revenue sharing. And now you're back in a circle of the big market teams giving more money to the small market and small revenue teams. So it's a, it's a big problem. And I don't have an answer for you right now because no one has the answer because we have to wait to see how many fans are willing to pay how much to watch which games and how you spread out that money. Because I think it's fair to say that more people will pay more money to watch the Yankees than we'll pay to watch the Marlins. So that would only make the disparity grow more. So we can't just have the Yankees keep all the money from streaming. They've got to share it. So while taking the rights in-house, which is what MLB is going to do with the death of the regional sports network, you then have to figure out how to share all the revenue. So this is going to be a long process, and it's not going to be solved this year. Remember, the CBA is until 2025. 2026. So there's a few years to do this, and that's why the work has to start now. David, great stuff as always. Really appreciate the time. Thanks, David. Hey, have a great day. Thank you. That is David Sampson. Love talking to him. Interesting perspective. He yeah. never disappoints. And you know what, Molly? I have to remind people before we get out of here today, I'm going to give everyone a chance to win a pair of tickets to Dirk Bentley with special guests Jordan Davis and Tyler Braden Saturday, July 8th, Hollywood Casino Amphitheater tickets at LiveNation.com. I want to have a very quick conversation, if we could, about uh, one of our favorite ex-Cubs who uh, apparently is doing okay with the Dodgers. Yes. This is the form. The, the Cubs are paying two outfielders, one that they have from the Dodgers and one who is playing with the Dodgers. <laughs> we'll discuss it next. Well, you know, on the score.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. So pretty unbelievable, um, the story that's going on in Los Angeles. You know, everybody knows that uh, Gavin Lux blew out his knee, and uh, and that's been a real point of uh, problem for them. But they've gotten an unexpected contribution from Jason Hayward. He of the uh, the $22 million uh contract left with the Cubs, right? That they pay him off. Uh, but he signed a minor league contract and, um, and because Gavin Lux is potentially out for the season, probably out for the season, Chris Taylor is going to be spending more time in the infield, which means there is more availability in the outfield. And believe it or not, the guy that has been making a run at that job and an impact for that team is none other than Jason Hayward. Off to a good start. He's had a couple home runs, home runs already in spring training, and he's around some familiar faces. Freddie Freeman reacquainted their friendship or re- rekindled that, and it's paid off. They worked on his swing in the offseason. Yep. Jason Hayward always seems like he's working on his swing. But here he is now in the midst of not only making the team as a non-roster invitee, a guy that likely will be in the mix. In center field. He, you know, he must know Freddie from back in the day, right? Yeah. In Atlanta. So they've hooked up and they worked out together a little bit. Freddie says that he's altered his stance mm-hmm. and, quote, he might have unlocked something. 
So as you say, he's hit a couple homers and he's he's he looks making like a he, run at a job. He looks like a first round pick in the words of Freddie Freeman. Yeah. And in two thousand seven with the Braves, Jason Hayward was the first round pick, Freddie Freeman the second round pick. So they came up together in the Braves system, and you can see how long that friendship has lasted. Now Jason Hayward at thirty three years old, trying to uh have a change of scenery and benefit from that and different tweaks, and we've seen him succeeded for different times during, the, I think, the uh, shortened season back in 2020. Mm-hmm. He had some real good moments at the play. I think consistency has always eluded him. He's, again, as a point out, the mechanics of his swing have always been a point of contention and conversation. Yes. But he's somebody that a lot of people in Chicago are rooting for. Yes, no Because question. he means a lot to this city still. He has roots here. He has done a lot for the community, his you know, investments in yes. the, the West baseball, Side, yes. in, in the Baseball Academy. So mm-hmm. Jason Hayward is an easy guy to root for. And I just am surprised he's in, in the mix as much as he is because the but Cubs – But he seems so done here. The, I, I don't you think? The Cubs it? kind of agreed with yes, that. Yes, yes. By, by announcing his release, giving him a chance to say goodbye – There was some finality attached to that. And now this resurgence is not what anybody expected, except for maybe him. Yeah, yeah. It's a real feel-good story of spring training to see a guy, you know, who gets to a point where he gets a minor league contract and you think, man, like, why would you sign with that team if you wanted to play? Right. There are other places where you could play. What's he thinking? Well, Apparently, he's thinking that he wants to enjoy his baseball, and he's doing so. Who has a better year in 2023, Jason Hayward or Cody Bellinger? The two guys the Cubs are paying to play outfield, <laughs> but only one That's year. That's the Cubs platoon system. That's- <laughs> Dustin, your take? Have you talked about it on uh, take? Uh, the, excuse me, the Fly the Dub podcast? We have, we have not, no. Are you interested in the story? No. Why not? You're not interested in Jason Hayward with you the Dodgers? Jason Hayward. No. I mean, maybe when he comes to town. Video tribute? Oh, oh my gosh. Sure. D- don't get me started on video tributes. Someone got a video tribute. The Brinkett, tribute. you didn't like that last night? Look. Cat got a video tribute. As I was telling Mully before the show or maybe during one of the breaks, I was maybe the biggest Alex DeBrinkett fan in town. Right. I remember sitting down with him before he'd even made the Blackhawks and writing a column about all that he had overcome and the draft and all that stuff. I loved Alex DeBrinkett. I am a cat fan. I'm a dog guy, but I was a cat fan. Look at you. And M. Meow. Meow, meow. <laughs> but but, but let, let's tap the brakes here. I don't know. Did he win a playoff series? How long was he here? Five minutes? He well, got a video tribute? The Blackhawks continue to try to distract everybody from what's going on over there. Let's have another tribute. Let's, yeah. let's, let's celebrate somebody else who we let leave well, for nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, he's still a young player, and oh. he still could do all those things. He's just not going to do them in Chicago because they got rid of him. Come on. It, 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 when, when will the Kirby Doc uh, tribute take <laughs> exactly. place? I'm just saying, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> but it's, it is it, kind of crazy. It does feel like a little bit of a linger from the, uh, the Patrick Kane trade. Like, it's almost like, oh, my God, how are we going to keep the reality show going if there's no Kaner to be told? <laughs> oh, he's gosh, how, how are we going to change the so, subject? There you go. And what's going on here? Right. But, we but they won five to nothing. They did win five to nothing. So I think that Cat was so moved, he didn't get anything done. 
emotionally frozen. It was yeah. good. Yeah, because that that was a a weird game. Yeah, it was they had were up 3 to nothing after having seven shots on goal, but yeah, that's a tank loss because you know, you you've got to you got to think about Bedard now. But anyway, video tributes aside, Jason Hayward I hope has a big year in 2023 and I hope that he unlocks whatever it was keeping him back from having success at the plate consistently in Chicago the last couple of years. Well, I'm not rooting against him or anything like Sounded that. Sounded like it. Not at all. But I just, I, I, I'm saying, He's you tanking. asked about the podcast. <laughs> yes. We're talking about <laughs> what's going on with the Cubs right now. Like when, when, when Jason Hayward opened up his facility, we talked about that because yeah. that was affecting the city. And, and we talked about what a good person he is. And that's, at the end of the day, that's what's really most important, right? That these guys are actually good people. Yeah. <laughs> is that a shot? Yeah. At who? The Sox. No. Oh, okay. Oh. I didn't know if you were making a, taking a shot there. Nope. And, because I think if you're talking about There's nothing about to see that, here, David. Okay. Move along. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Man. It's spicy. Is, I mean, Dustin Bad blood is, there. He's, it's, it's 935, and he's in mid-show form. <laughs> he is. He is. We're moving forward. Down. That is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I am curious, though. Who, who do you think is going to – you never answered the question. You deflected. Who's going to have a better year in 2023, Cody Bellinger or Jason Hayward? Well, it better be Cody Bellinger. It better be. Because yeah. if he doesn't have a better year, then he's not going to have much of a next year. What, okay? What, what are you you want a better pair of Lululemon that? pants on this, David? What, 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 what do you mean, come on? Hey, who's going to have a better guy, year? You're the guy who you nicknamed Jason Hayward, we go, you go. He's the guy that you said was the MVP – Hey, Hayward can't have a better year for than Cody Bellinger. Not not if uh, let the me Cubs. ask you this: Can he have a better speech? He definitely will have a better speech. Although Cody Bellinger, pretty good talker. Yeah, Cody Bellinger, pretty nice uh, interview. But, but Cody Bellinger was kind of waylaid by he was non tendered because of shoulder injuries, right? So this is a chance for him to get his career back on track. He also reworking his swing. He also trying to have. A change of scenery ideally help him right. kind of recover and rebound from some really difficult seasons in LA. So you have two guys in similar situations. I think Cody Bellinger certainly younger and getting paid handsomely on a one-year prove-it deal. We have a texter saying Dustin sounds like a closet Cubs hater. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, no, he's the opposite of that. He loves the Cubs. Yeah. And and he loved he he didn't mind whatever the contract was for Jay Hay because he's, he said they won the World Series. He's so calling he's me a gonna... closet Cub hater. Who? I've never heard of a bigger closet Cubs hater than Haw. Six three zero texter. What, what is? <laughs> what is that? What, what, all of us being accused of strange. I know things. it's very strange. It's been a very strange day on the text line. Yeah, I mean, God, I got two guys came after me. Oh yeah. What the hell is that? I know. You, you know, hey. Both of you guys, you know who you are. Um, keep me out of your sick fantasies, okay? Both, both you guys, you know who you are. You know who you are. You know who you are. Uh, <sighs> yeah, so anyway, I think Bellinger, again, non-tendered by the Dodgers, but signing the one-year deal, he is a guy that had uh, has unbelievable credentials, and the injuries seem to have waylaid his career, and hopefully – you know, he needs to play baseball beyond this year. So he's a young guy, and he can still have all those things in front of him. But he's going to have to have a good year in order to get paid in the free agent market. So I think he'll have the better year. I think Jay Hay is kind of at the end, and it's nice to, you know, have an Indian summer for yourself in L.A. I think it's 
great, and I hope he does well. But assuming summer ever arrives I, I, in LA, I'm more right now. Well, they're dealing with winter. Right. They're still getting yeah. snow, but I'm more surprised that Hayward is doing well than anything else. I I am literally, I you know, did you hear that Hayward's doing well? Like it's hard. Well, that's to why believe. we're talking about it, right? Exactly because of the surprise level. Yes. Because he went to LA, and we thought that that would be maybe the last he, we heard from, from he Jason. Can barely Hayward. hit a ball out of the infield. I mean, it, it, it's shocking that he's done well for himself. Yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, good for him, and and that's what I mean. So it is kind of a silly question: Who Cody Bellinger better have the better year? But yes. it'd be nice if, if if it were close for Jason Hayward's sake, right? Because and, I mean, Jason Hayward is still uh, trying, vying to make the roster. Bellinger's lining up, and he's going to be your center fielder. He's your opening day center yes. fielder. He should yes. get to 100. He stays healthy, 130-plus games there. He's re, you know, reviving his career, ideally. Working with, you know, I think you work with Dustin Kelly, the hitting coach in the Dodgers organization, and they have tried to duplicate what worked then, and he's spent a lot of time on his swing. So he's a, a plus player defensively. Easy guy to pull for as well. So there's two likable players, hopefully having very good years. And Hayward, obviously, plus player defensively. You know, you can't anticipate who's going to have what injury, but, you know, say a Suzuki going down has opened up a spot if Hayward were here, right? I mean, it, it's it's a pity in a way that, that uh, he's not having that revival in Chicago, just given the fact that they now have uh, – Issues and concerns with. Uh, I don't look at it that Suzuki way, but I I, I I think that him leaving opened the door for others to come, right, and arrive. Yeah. So uh, they listen. They there, they tried time. to be very kind about it, but they they want they wanted nothing to do with them. They really didn't. They didn't. I mean, they and you knew why. Thanks, Everybody kind of got it, thanks, right? But no thanks. It was one of those uh, no exes that. That could have been clumsy, but it was more graceful than expected. Yeah, no one was really surprised by it, and it was handled with great aplomb, and yeah. and they did the right thing by the guy, and and that was the end of that. I but love I, the word aplomb. Thank you, pal. I do. I, I really every like once in a while. I'll use drop of that. a word for you. I yeah. love when you appreciate a word. I, I do. <laughs> I do. It's a good. It's, it's hard to spell. People probably you know forget the b, but it's it's really well done. Well, let's not forget to do this before we wrap things up here. Okay, here we right go. now. Be the sixth caller out there in country music world. All you sports lovers who love country music too. Sixth caller, 312-540-0670. You can win a pair of tickets to Dirks Bentley. Special guests, Jordan Davis and Tyler Braden, Saturday, July 8th. Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Tickets at LiveNation.com, 312-540-0670. And we should let you know that Cubs Spring Training Talk on the Score is sponsored by Sloan the official water efficiency partner of the Chicago Cubs. All right, we've got uh, we've got a lot left to go over, to chat about, to pick apart, and we'll do that with uh, with uh, is it uh, Dan and Lawrence? Dan and Lawrence. Today's Tuesday, so yeah. it is Dan and Lawrence today. So Dan Dan will be here. Well, is it snowing? No, no it's not snowing. Dan will be LA. here on time. Dan, yeah, Dan may have gone to L.A. just so he could be <laughs> delayed by a fake snow. No, it's really snowing. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 